Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hello, everyone. The Buccaneers, episode eight, Wedding of the Season, is over. And so is season one. But we're just getting started. I'm important tiara, Sarah Carradine, and I'm here with someone else's overcoat, Geneva Guadalupe. Hey, Geneva. Hey, Sarah. Oh, that that scene was uh, something I was like, hmm, oh, Ooh. this is awkward. This is yeah, awkward. More than awkward. What is she going to say? What is she going to say? <laughs> so that was a moment. But, it's you my know. sister's lover's coat here. Yeah. <laughs> Exactly. But that's, uh, uh, that's why I also wonder, like, imagine, imagine if he figured that out. Maybe they could have made that an element of, of, of the story, but, you know, they would have taken away from everything. So I, I get why they <laughs> it would have been funny. So we've been recapping the Buccaneers week by week with full spoilers now for the whole season, as this is the finale. Watch the series on Apple TV Plus and subscribe to our feed so you don't miss a minute of the coverage. Postshowrecaps.com slash Bridgerton or postshowrecaps.com slash Apple TV. And if you have a moment to rate and review, it makes a big difference. Well, we can't wait to talk about this, Geneva, so let's get to the headlines, shall we? Sounds good to me. Good. So we're at Titangel, the drone shots, make sure that we know that. And the Dowager Duchess hands Nan a tiara for tomorrow, your wedding day, she says, just to remind us all of the stakes. The Dowager Duchess is cold but practical. The American girls run squealing, as they must do always, uh, onto the clifftops drinking champagne from bottles. Oh, they're so young and free, Geneva. They're, They're having so free. much fun. I They're love it. So much fun. <laughs> Nan finds Theo in the chapel. He says we must stop avoiding each other. And I think, yes, uh, that's a good idea. Theo asks, are you in love with Guy? Do you still want to marry me? And then tells her to let him know first thing in the morning rather than, you know, say now, mm. for example. Or night before. I don't know. Or like, you know, tonight. 
apparently not. He, she can let him know in the morning. There's a pre-wedding party presided over by the Dowager Duchess. Theo is giving his speech when the American girls, including Nan, come in late, loud and giggling, because, of course, she would start the speeches without the bride-to-be being present. I know these are small things, listener, but I cannot help but notice them. These are little tweaks that just would have elevated what Geneva and I think is like, you know, it's a good season of a show. It could have just elevated it. But look, it's also amusing me to to uh, make these quips. So do believe, do forgive me. A letter comes for Conchita. Her father has lost all of his money. She tells Richard that their plan to sever ties with his family isn't going to work with no money, but he's sure they'll manage because love is everything. Hmm. Yes, tell that to the landlord when he comes for the rent, Richard. Ginny is in the bathroom looking extremely pale. Nan walks past her. She does not want to hear Ginny's apology, but she does have something to say. All Ginny wanted was to get a man, and once she did, she changed. Nan can't bear to look at her. Guess what? She did change, but not for the reasons you think. Seedown drags Ginny off for bedtime, but she collapses and he carries her to their room. And apparently now Mars is a doctor. Okay, fine, apparently. Uh, he attends to Ginny and says it's to be expected for a woman in her condition. The condition is news to see down. Tracy finds Patricia in their room. She's not dressed for the party. He tries to browbeat her into attending, but she tells him, you are no longer enough for me. I'm not scared of the scandal of divorce. As the mother of a duchess, I'm free. And, of course, Nan comes in just in time to hear her say that. Sending Tracy away so they can talk, Patricia lets Nan know that she has, she, Nan, has given her, Patricia, the opportunity to leave. But she asks if Nan is still sure she wants to get married. I mean, my entire life hinges on your decision, but are you sure? Sure you want to get married? Theo looks for Nan at the party, but of course cannot find her. He doesn't have any dialogue in this episode. He spends a lot of time just looking wistful in various, you know, very scenic places. Miles and Mabel toast each other to being next, and Miles casually reveals that he's looking forward to having children. Record scratch. Even a convenient marriage can continue the line, he tells the horrified Mabel. Not if she's got anything to do with it. Determined not to be afraid anymore, Mabel finds Lizzie and comes out to her. And, of course, Lizzie is lovely about it. Of course, we know we love her. And she tells Mabel that she is exactly as she should be, which is a lovely sentiment to say to anybody. Seedown sits staring at Ginny. We agreed no more secrets, he says, with barely concealed rage. Ginny asks, are you pleased? He responds, ashamed is a better word, and he strikes her. She, of course, apologises to him. And as I have said all along, the writing of this relationship and the writing of these two characters is one of the huge strengths of this series. And I'm very glad for it because this very relationship is going to drive the end of the season, which we're getting to right now. There's a knock at Nan's window. It's Guy. It's the windows, Nan and Guy and windows. He's called it off with Jean. She deserves better. Very true. Guy says he's learned from Americans to say whatever he is thinking instead of having a cup of tea and deciding to keep it to himself. So he declares his love for Nan and they pant sexfully at each other. He wants Theo to be happy, but not as much as he wants Nan to be happy. They kiss. Guy is going away tomorrow to Brazil and he asks Nan to come with him and Nan says yes to all of it and they undress each other and we will draw a veil over that proceeding for everybody's modesty. Later there is a knock on Nan's door where she's in bed with Guy. He hides as Ginny rushes in to show her bruises and tell Nan all about the torment of her marriage and that she is preggers. Nan calls Guy from his hiding place and tells Ginny to trust him. They are going to help her out. It's a midnight flit. All three of them creep out of the castle. But, oh, no, see down catches just the girls while Guy hides. Does a lot of hiding in this episode. They say they are just taking the evening air and see down leads Ginny away. When Nan and Guy return to their bedroom, the Dowager Duchess is waiting on Nan's bed. But we don't hear what's discussed. Ah! 
The next day, it's the wedding, you guys. The guests are arriving. The servants are rushing. The flowers are being delivered. Mabel finds Honoria and gives her a bouquet. She says she's called it off with Miles and she wants them to make their own world together. Such a beautiful turn of phrase. And Honoria smiles for the first time in eight episodes. And honestly, it's worth the wait. Nan walks into the painting studio and Theo is there. They look at each other and then we don't hear what's discussed here either. It's so mysterious. You guys, what's going to happen? Nan is in her wedding dress. The girls are all in blue, Lizzie, Mabel and Conchita, along with Ginny, who is being guarded by Seadown. He's being attentive to her as his ill pregnant wife, but we know that he's guarding her. They walk carefully from the castle to the chapel. Theo is at the altar looking nervous. After Seadown leaves the women at the chapel door and enters, Suddenly, it's all action stations. Nan and Ginny bolt for a carriage where Guy is waiting. The bridesmaids cluster around. They will enter the chapel one at a time, very slowly, to give time for the escape. In the chapel, Patricia takes the Dowager Duchess aside, and I must say they are gorgeously dressed with very jaunty hats tilted to the side. Patricia says mothers must stick together. She doesn't want the Dowager Duchess to learn that her son is to be humiliated out there in public because she thinks that Nan won't go through with it. But, spoiler, my favourite character, the Dowager Duchess knows all about it. As she narrates the plan to Patricia, we see it in action. Nan is sacrificing herself for Ginny. She sends Ginny off in a carriage with Guy. He will look after her and she, Nan, will marry the Duke in order to provide protection for them all. The bridesmaids process down the aisle. Nan walks herself down the aisle towards Theo, very modern, and they take hands and look very kindly and lovingly at each other. Seadown runs out, screaming Ginny's name, but oh no, it's too late. Patricia also goes outside and finds Tracy. Somehow he's late for the ceremony. Well, there's a very good reason. He tells her that Nan's mother is at the castle right now. Credits. (laughs) Breathless. Breathless. I want to ask you what you thought, but I can't contain myself by saying I was so thrilled with the end of this episode and therefore the end of the season. I've had a few little doubts and niggles here and there, but it was completely redeemed by this wonderful ending. It was neither bleak nor was it romantically happy. It was exciting and pragmatic and courageous and beautiful And, oh, I just loved it. And we know that Theo knows, so he's not being fooled. We also know that Theo and Nan actually like each other. They actually like each other, so it's not torture. Oh, and sisters saving sisters. Oh, the frozen of it all. What did you think? Well, I think that we kind of, I feel like in a sense it's like, even I think with the first episode, you know, Nan was like, I was never meant to be the main character um and then she's talking about you know she's not she hasn't really been about the whole marriage thing the love thing etc so I think seeing that in reality this is a story that does also really primarily focus on her relationship with Ginny and I think it kind of coming into fruition despite I guess Ginny causing a lot of the trauma that's really happened here but I think it shows that regardless of all of that Nan still just has this love for Ginny that that basically, you know, supersedes everything else. And so she's willing to do what she can to ensure her sister's safety and well-being because she loves her regardless of, you know, the circumstances that have happened throughout everything else. So I think that kind of seeing that it was, you know, it was beautiful. But then also I think it was very interesting where, you you see that Nan really she's making a lot of sacrifices too because not only is it with with Guy but we do at least know that like she loves Guy right you know Guy loves her so there's there's no doubt about that um but she also knows that this is the way to ensure protection for her sister 
um and, and even mother. more and her mom yeah and, and herself, more so, and herself, and herself well. too right so i think that she made you know the decision i think that you know ensured the protection and safety of her family and that is what is most important to her so I think it worked out in that way, but I think there, there's just so much stuff, obviously. Just that so much it, stuff. Yes. That it's I like, mean, how do I summarize really? Yes. Because there's so it, much it stuff. It gives her agency. The very fact that she walks herself down the aisle is is emblematic of that. And you know, as we've said all the way through, if you're worried about anachronisms, you're watching the wrong show. But this anachronism is like perfect because it is Nan taking her own agency, and as you said. This show has always been about the girls. It started with the girls. It started with Mabel running upstairs with a box of flowers to where all the women were dressed in their bridesmaids' dresses with Conchita's wedding, and it finishes the same way, but they have all come a long way and gone through a lot of things. So it has always been about the women. So if we thought it was a romantic story... It has romance in it. It has people seeking love or or losing love or trying to find love in the wrong places. But it's much more about this bond between these five women. And then we include in Patricia and then we include in the Dowager Duchess and then we include in Richard and Honoria's mother, who also, while a minor character, has a very strong uh, presence. We add in Honoria herself and, uh, you know, to a much lesser extent, but still there, the mother of Lizzie and Mabel. So it has always been this female-centric story. And if you took your eye off it for a moment, you might have thought it was a straightforward romance. So I, I think, oh, this ending just made me so happy. If she'd run off with Guy, I would have thought boo. If she'd married Theo, just to marry him, I would have thought boo. But somehow they have threaded the needle. Geneva, how did they get me back? Sarah, I don't I don't know, but they they did it. Maybe, maybe that was a thing. Maybe they they were like, okay, this is this is just enough. Like the the first few episodes, like, you know, this is just enough to get people, I guess, maybe intrigued, you know. And then getting to the middle episodes, it's like, oh yeah, there there's some drama. It's like and then people who are really about the romance, because I, I am seeing all the constant shipper wars literally on Twitter. So that's, you know, so people are like, oh, my gosh, you know, Guy and Nan or Theo and Nan or et cetera, et cetera. But then technically, in some ways, the shippers don't really win <laughs> No, because in a way it's almost a threesome or a quartet in that we understand sort of thinking back now, oh, when Guy and Nan entered and the Duchess and the Dowager Duchess was there, they told her the whole story about Ginny. Exactly. Uh, when she goes to find Guy in the painting studio, he she tells him the whole story and presumably he makes the agreement to save Ginny. So they're all rallying around to save Ginny. Also, the Dowager Duchess does want to avoid a scandal. She does say at the beginning, if you pull out now, you will humiliate my son because he's the one that forgave you for your very unfortunate beginnings. Right. And she did make the point, too, that she literally gave her a chance to leave. But then yes. I'm also sure that Nan was like, well, I don't want this rumor to go around like, oh, I was, you know, sick dad or whatever. And then all this other stuff that's really not true. Let's just no. go, you know, let's it's, just it's, be honest it with what so happened. Yeah, if if she had, you know, because, of course, we've always been on Nan's side and, of course, oh, that Dowager Duchess sending her away. But, in fact, leaving aside the Ginny of it all, that would have been the thing to do. You know, go home saying your father's unwell, give it a year and then marry Guy, if that's who you want to marry, which, you know, would right. have been a way, a way to do it. Exactly. But I did like Guy's thing about, you know, uh, the Americans have taught me to say, what is on my mind rather than having a cup of tea. Uh, sir, you sent a five-page telegram that pretty much said everything that you felt. Well, <laughs> I, in his, in his defense. Two episodes his on this goddamn telegram. I think you already did it. In in his defense, Nan didn't actually get to read it, right, physically, although she did get to hear it word she for word. She heard every right? word for word because Guy <laughs> and Theo both had it word and for word. And Theo memorized it, which is oh, still so weird to me, but, yeah. you know, yeah. alas. So, I mean, what's how do you feel towards Theo now? I still, I don't know. I'm still not 
I still don't care for Theo that much. Like, I do feel bad for him in the sense that he does love Nan. And I think, and the fact is, like, Nan loves his best friend, Guy. So I think that is kind of a sad situation. Um, and I do appreciate yeah. in some ways that he, you know, did, I guess, accept her knowing that information. He, but I think just the part of the fact that he, you know, kept a lot of that a secret. And then just I didn't like how he talked about Gene in the earlier episodes. Yeah, I guess yeah. he apologized. But I think just like there's there are just elements of his character that made him not fully likable. But again, I think that even regardless of what actually happens in the marriage, I think that he'll always be there to support Nan. And I think that's important. So I do like that. But I think again, that the show has really, really, really established that Americans just say anything and English people just say nothing. So the fact that Theo didn't say that he knew, didn't say he'd read the telegram, is not only in Theo's character, but it's in the English character. And this is part of the tension of the series, has always been the tension between the manners and mores of each side of the Atlantic. So I was never as out on Theo as you were. I was slightly out. But this pulls me all the way back in because he knows what he is. I like that he knows what the situation is and that he's made the decision to support Nan in supporting her sister and that he has sort of entered a kind of threesome. I'm not talking about a sexual one, but a certainly a continued relationship with Guy by marrying the woman who loves Guy, who Guy loves, who whose sister Guy is now going to be the protector of. So I think that makes for a very interesting foursome. He gets to marry the woman he loves, but he gets to marry the woman he loves knowing that she likes him. She loves yeah. him as a friend, but she doesn't love him romantically the way she she likes uh, she she loves a guy. So I find that complex. There's been a sort of simplicity and a lack of depth in some of the parts of this season, but the the complexity and the layers of this ending, I just I think are are absolutely absolutely fantastic. And as I've said, the Sea Down character has been so well written and, and acted, and so much of a thread going all the way through the season that this is a sort of apotheosis of that and the cause of this ending. And it just braids everything together so beautifully while leaving a few threads dangling. How did you feel about the dangling threads? Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.
Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, lo. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. For example, that Richard's father is ill and says it's time for him to take over, even though he's severed ties with the family. For example, that Tracy says Nan's mother is at the castle. What did you feel about those dangling threads? So I guess, in a sense, the one with uh, Richard and his father, I guess that ends up being great in a sense because what happened early well I mean it more in this not obviously it's not great that you know his father is ill and that sort of situation but I think just more that I mean unfortunately Conchita and Richard won't have the freedom that they were hoping and excited they were excited to have and now they have this responsibility to take care the mother and the sister, which I think is not really ideal, but I think at this least is the, taken care of, if you know what I mean. That is true. But I think, <laughs> I guess having, you know, now having the estate and having, you know, all, all the, the stuff that the father had and, and I guess the title, it's like, regardless of how the mother feels at the end of the day, there's that air of respect that now that they should ideally get with their titles so i i mean yeah. i think i mean i think that's kind lord, of where he's, yeah he's going to be lord brittlesea in the same way that we understand that being the duchess of tintangle is going to confer on nan uh some power as well as a lot of responsibility that maybe he doesn't have to sever ties with his family because he is going to be the head of it and therefore he gets to he gets to set the tone he gets to say who's in and who's out and yeah I, I, I mean, we assume that he's going to take over. I thought that's what they were leading us to assume. And, again, it's an imperfect solution. They won't have the freedom they would have had if Conchita's father's money was still there, but they will have more freedom than they had, you know, they would have had before his father's death. So, again, there's a, sort of sli there's a surprising complexity there as well. Yes. Yeah, so I think at least having a, that sense of a little bit of security, because kind of like you meant you had alluded to earlier, like rent, I, I mean, they probably wouldn't have really had a place because they wouldn't have had any money. So I think just having that particular offering from the father, even though it didn't really, obviously, he didn't really address the issue between the mother. Um, I think at least it provided some sense of I guess, okayness in their story. Obviously, it doesn't mm -hmm. make things perfect, but I think mm -hmm. it at least makes me feel a little bit more okay for their future because at first I was like, oh, no, it's great that they're going to be together and that they're in love and they're going to be there with their child. And But then also, you know, life is expensive. So Life is expensive. <laughs> then as now. <laughs> exactly. And then the other huge dangling thread. Uh, that's uh, Tracy saying that Nan's mother is in the castle right now. That That's interesting. I guess I'm just intrigued by the, the timing, I guess, in a sense that he would be late to his daughter's wedding. Like how, I guess I, in my head, I'm just a little confused. Well, he's if he's that... late because, because Nan's mother arrived at the castle. I think he's been a bit busy. <laughs> I mean, fair, but I'm just also like, well, it's funny because at first I was kind of like, yeah, where is he? Where has he been? But obviously Nan didn't care because she's like, I'm going to walk down the aisle. I don't have time to wait, so I'm just going to do this. But, yeah, I mean, I think I'm intrigued to see what will happen because that makes me think, oh, there's def they're giving me a possibility for a season two here with with this particular plot point because um, maybe we can find out why is Nan's mother here all of a sudden? Did she hear about her, her daughter? Is that is that what's going on? What is the we situation? Don't know. And maybe and the that's writers the don't know. Who knows? What, what do you think, Sarah? Well, we've been given so few clues. I think if you're going to give us this great big dangler at the end of the first season, we should have had a few more clues along the way. But, you know, they might be just 
setting it up. It might be a joke in the writer's room as well. Oh, we'll just say this and then the season finishes, right? It's so funny to me, like, if there isn't a season two, that's just like, oh, mother's at the castle. It's like, oh, just, just so you know, Nan's mother's around and then we have to wonder what what will happen will will nan get to go to, will nan go to the castle and see her right away like what's gonna happen is she is she yeah. Yeah, like it's it's a mystery so that's the it thing yeah i think we i just kind of wish maybe we had some i don't know it just seemed kind of random and i think that's I, why I, yeah it was a i big think clunder. that's why for me i'm just like it was like, a what great was the timing clunder. was he headed was yeah. he headed out out the door of the castle yeah. and then she came to the door I don't know. Or maybe I wish I saw that scene or something, maybe. I don't well, know. Well, even the back of a woman. But, look, I think it was a big clunker. I think it was a bit of maybe it was a bit of a wink to the audience. Oh, maybe there's a season two. Um, but I was too happy with the outcome uh, at the end of this episode, at the end of this season, to be too picky. What did you think of the structure of this episode overall? It's kind of one story. We tie up Miles and Mabel. We tie up Mabel and Honoria. They are now going to be happy, we are told. Uh, we have the the parting of Sidon and Ginny. She manages to escape. We have Conchita and Richard together forever because love conquers everything. I mean, and and Patricia is finally going to leave Tracy by grace of her daughter becoming a duchess. So what did you think of the structure of it? Obviously it drives pretty much straight forward to the ending, but there are these few little stops along the way, shall we say? Well, Sarah, it's the wedding of the season. So it is I guess the wedding of the season. <laughs> so I think that's maybe that's probably also why it seemed like there's more of like a I guess maybe like a straightforward story that was going on within it. And at first when I was seeing this, knowing it was the finale and there were only eight episodes, um, you know, I think the episode ended up being about like 49 minutes. So at first I was mm -hmm. like, I feel like there's a lot that hasn't been resolved yet. So I was wondering how they were going to manage to navigate through that. But I think that they basically addressed, you know, a lot of the main things or at least gave us a sense of where things may go in the future or things you may need to think about if there will be a season two of the show. Um, so I think, it, I think it was handled uh, pretty well. Cause at least yeah, we know. I, think it, I think it's one of the best episodes. It has a fantastic through line. They're very economical. I mean, generally in a season, the second to last episode should be the most exciting and complex. And then the last episode should be just sort of the straightforward winding up. And we kind of get that, but we also get this brilliant surprise without it feeling like a twist. You know, the thing, oh, but twist, she marries the... No, it wasn't that. Although they hid a couple of important uh, conversations from us, I can see why they did. And it feels like even though it's a surprise, it's actually the natural extension of the story that we first started seeing when she climbed out the window uh, for a dropped key, uh, key in in episode one. So I uh, they really stuck the landing. Would you be sorry if there wasn't a season two? How satisfied would you be with what you've seen if there was no season two? I think I would be satisfied. I think that I think that most of the main issues I feel like were answered in terms of we we know that Ginny is away from Seton and that that's very important. And so and Guy is going to take care of her because of his love and care for Nan. So that's really great. And then we know Nan is now a duchess. And then because Nan is a duchess, she's able not only to have protected her sister, but her mother as well, because her mother really wanted the independence from her father. And so now that can happen. And then we we avoid the additional embarrassment upon Theo's family. So that makes, you know, uh, most people pretty happy. And then you see reconciliation and happiness with, you know, Richard and Conchita. So like, I feel like there are positive elements. And then even though we don't necessarily know what's going to happen with Nan's mother being there. We probably at least know that Nan's probably going to find out, right? And Nan will finally know, like, okay, my mother is in the vicinity of somewhere, so now I can actually learn more about myself and who I am as a person. And so I think that the timing of that also is great, considering, you know, like, 
what's happening now that she has is getting you know, getting married and now you know her her parents are going to get divorced so i think this is like a great time for her to get to know her you know her biological mother so i think that there are a lot of things that are resolved in a sense and then you know you have like the you know honoria mabel situation um so i think that like those plot points are basically handled although i guess we still would have questions of like okay well then logistically how is this going to work or <laughs> what's going to happen like is nan are nan and theo actually really going to have a very like happy marriage is it just really I don't just see why not like lots of people you know friends without without being in love and fall in love yeah i mean i think i'm completely satisfied if there was just one season i'd be perfectly happy i feel that um there's there are things I don't know factually, but there's nothing I don't know sort of plot-wise and thematically and character-wise. So I'd be very, very happy. I wanted to ask you, who was your favourite character of the season? And I think I know the answer, but who was your least favourite character of the season? Mm, okay. Um, my favourite character, well, I don't know. I guess I, I really liked two people and I guess they're related so that really helps um so yeah I mean my favorites I think were um Lizzie and Mabel unfortunately I feel like I wish Lizzie got more attention in in this show um but I just really I just really liked her and I just felt like she was always very you know supportive to everyone not only her sister but to Ginny even though Ginny wouldn't really listen to her so like I I just I just generally liked her as a character and individual and I think the actress who played her did a really great job. Um and then I think just M Mabel's character as well. Um I think just her relationship with Honoria and just like watching all of that sort of development for that character I think was really, you know, entertaining to watch and I really enjoyed her, but I think yeah, I think least favorite, it's definitely Seaton, I think. I, I don't know if there's really anything redeemable about him. Also, like, the thing about him, too, is, like, he apologizes to Ginny and gives her a box where there's a dress. And then you find out that the dress is the dress that the other bridesmaids are wearing. So I'm like, yes, is this really so gift. a gift? Yes, it is. The gift is allowing her to put the dress on and be a bridesmaid. That's the yeah. gift. I know, because but for me, that's a lousy gift. So I'm just saying, you know, mm -hmm. I, I get it, Sarah, but I, for me, I, it, it hurts me. Oh, it won't surprise you to know I won't be selecting him as my least favorite because it's so No, I know. No, but that's the thing. <laughs> if if I dislike someone, then that also means that, like, it's the writers well. are doing a, a good job. Yes, so, exactly. like, but I mean, I guess that is obviously an obvious choice of someone that, probably not many people would like just considering like you know he hit his wife and then was awful to lizzie so i think there there are definitely reasons for that but i think that the way that they wrote him was well and i think obviously created a huge uh plot point of the show and i think mm -hmm. you know the show wouldn't be what it was if he wasn't there so that's that's for sure I don't think you'd get much argument from anybody that Cedown is the uh, is a least favourite. My favourite, as I've made really obvious, is the Dowager Duchess. I think this actress is fantastic. I think her character, rather than a stereotypical, you know, cold, stitched-up Englishwoman, that she had some verve, some brio, that she was intellectually sparky, that she had humour, kind of dry humour, uh, I loved her costumes. I loved her grey hair. Oh, I just she was my absolute favourite. And then my second two favourites, of course, would be Mabel and Honoria. Uh, trans representation, absolutely love it. Uh, and my least favourite is going to be two parents, Tracy, the father of Nan and Ginny, who's a horrible, selfish pig. Luckily, Patricia gets the better of him. And also the mother of Richard and Seden. She made those children. She made them as they were. She's terrible. I think, yeah, she's, terrible, she's, the, se terrible. she's the second worst. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Lady Brittlesey. I don't, I just, I, there's just, 
nothing there's just nothing redeeming about her unfortunately because she's just yeah. all she's just awful she's not, she not gonna be lady Br brittlesey much longer because conchita gonna be lady brittlesey and she's gonna have to curtsy to conchita isn't that the best revenge for conchita oh, like the fabulous. best revenge for conchita like, so much it. so it's great so was there a storyline or a scene that really captured your attention out of the eight that that we've had hmm a scene that really, I don't, you know, that's a, that's a good question. Um, I think a scene that I did really um, enjoy, of course, I think was the Nan, Nan and Guy scene. Um, just because I, I was, I was just like, even though regardless of what we saw, what happened at the end, you know, they're not, I guess, together on paper right like legally but i i was very happy that they kind of had their own reconciliation and were able to both kind of admit no like we 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 care about each other we love each other and like you know i would do anything for you and so like and then even as guy basically leaves with you know uh jenny to go off to protect her like just you know his final words for her and just making sure nan knows like i will always be thinking about you because mm -hmm. i love and care i care for you so mm -hmm. i think that that you know was was great to witness and i i was i was happy at least that even though this is not necessarily going in the way that she wanted to because i think even more so the moment where guy and nan come back you know from trying to escape with Jenny the first time and then they see the dowager and then they have to explain what's going on you know I think that that obviously was the moment where that couldn't happen anymore but I think that just kind of seeing those moments where they were able to you know show that sacrifice that they're making even within their love I think were um, interesting to witness and I think just also in contrast just seeing the side by side um, between the wedding and seeing um, Patty and the dowager talking and I think especially when Patty is like oh like I just want you to know so your son isn't embarrassed and all this sort of stuff I want to give you this heads up and then she's like oh I know the whole plan and then but then I also felt I felt kind of bad for Patty because it's like she didn't even know about Jenny being pregnant. So that was, I think, definitely awkward. But I think part of this episode did frustrate me with Patty, though, because, like, again, I I get that, you know, I think part of the whole thing is, like, you want to, like, this happens in a lot of dramas and shows that we all watch where you want to tell someone something and then you don't end up saying it because then they say something and then it becomes awkward to say what you really want to say and so I think just the whole emphasis of that I'm going to leave you know my husband because my daughter is about to become a duchess and now I'm going to have you know the power and agency that I need and so for me it was kind of sad at the time when we didn't know for sure that Nan was going to marry Theo because I was like I don't want Nan to marry Theo because Patty wants this so she could leave her husband. You know what I'm saying? And so because it's that's kind of the justification she was using um, throughout the episode for why she would be, you know, strong enough to leave. So I think that was, I think, difficult just for me. It was a little frustrating because I was kind of like, of course, I was like, I want Nan to be happy if she can be happy. But obviously the reality is you know, things happen the way that they happened. And I'm completely fine with how they happened because in the end, I think that Ginny's safety is important. So I think her making that sacrifice and being willing to do that shows her love for her sister. And then even her love for her mother, even though her mother wasn't, you know, the one who gave birth to her. So. Yes. So thinking about favorite scenes, I would say the daytime party back in New York, the gauche de classe party that Patricia and Tracy throw, mostly Patricia. I loved everything about it. It was a great set piece with a lot of a lot of moving pieces, a lot of relationship uh, moments, ducking in and out of of party goers is always like a great way to move your characters around. 
Uh, I really liked that. And also the other party scene, which was the New Year's Eve party, when everyone is talking about Nan. I think they the directors did really well with the movement of characters and the kind of, you know, allowing of the themes and the characteristics to show through how they set those scenes. So those were a couple of my favourite scenes. I think the big scenes were very well dealt with. There are other parties and weddings and various things also which have a lot of moving parts and I liked those uh, very much. Some of the one-on-one scenes I could have (laughs) done without a little bit more but I think they really nailed that society side of it and I think thematically that worked as well as visually and all the wonderful costumes and everything like that. So what's what are your final thoughts on this whole season here of the Buccaneers? I think it had a really great progression and I think it got me to the point where I did feel I started to feel really invested in the characters and what was going on with them and what their potential outcomes would be. Um, so I, I was definitely, I think, I- impressed with that. And I think definitely the plot twist at the end of the season really got me. And I was like, oh, wow, this is definitely not, I think, what I would have predicted to happen. So I'm glad that I was generally surprised and that the show wasn't fully predictable because I think that, you know, we commons commonly see a lot of like recycled patterns in different television shows and yeah I think there are themes that we will always see in these sorts of shows but I think just seeing how they handled this and how this was carried out I think especially in the last 20 minutes that was very you know impressive and you know I think would make me really intrigued to see a season two if there were one Um, but if there wasn't one I would be content as well how about you Sarah? Well, I think, you know, the interesting thing is the very first scene, the very opening, Nan says, I never thought I'd get married. So we all know she's going to get married in eight episodes time. And she does, but in a way that we we couldn't have predicted. I have ebbed and flowed slightly with the season. I would call it patchy, but I would also call it very watchable, very watchable. And some of the characters very well are drawn and expressed. And like the costumes and the setting and the interiors and all that detail is absolutely note perfect. So I would say if it sounds like something you're interested in, go ahead and watch it. You better not have got this far and not watched it, everybody. We've spoiled everything. (laughs) Although if you were willing to just listen to all of our podcasts and not watch it, then honestly, we appreciate you anyway. So thanks if you you did that. But also might as well go watch it so at least you have the visuals to what we're talking about. So consider becoming a Post Show Recaps patron. Get early access to podcasts as well as Patreon-exclusive podcasts. You can sign up at patreon.com slash postshowrecaps or postshowrecaps.com slash Patreon. Any level gets you access to the Discord and merch is available at higher levels. But if you just want the merchandise and it is the season of giving, head to the store. Postshowrecaps.com slash store is your place to buy your Postshow Recaps merchandise, including tiaras, T-shirts, mugs, and hats. Maybe not a tiara. I was going to say, maybe I need to go check out the store. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe I'll buy get a tiara today. Hmm. Geneva, what have you got going on and where can the people find you? Well, people can find me at Peace Love Jen, which is short for Geneva, on Twitter, where I tweet about all the reality TV shows that I am watching and about all the content that I am doing. So if you check out my link tree, I will have updated information there. And to be more specific, um, if you are familiar with Gia Worthy, I had did a podcast with her recently uh, talking about Survivor. Um, So if you go to Silent Podcasts, you can check that out. Um, we were talking about basically the final, the final eight and leading into final seven and how exciting of an episode that was, but also emotional. Um, so yeah, definitely check out that and check out any of my content. And if you follow my socials, I'm usually tweeting or posting about it there. How about you, Sarah? Where can people find you and what are you up to? Well, people can find me at Sarah Carradine on all the things. Every Tuesday, Mary Forth and I bring you a true crime review on Crime Scene. That's S-E-E-N on RHAP, Reality TV Rehab Ups. 
Here on Post Show Recaps, I'm covering The Artful Dodger with Brooklyn Z. A couple of weeks ago, I joined Grace and Jess on the full spoiler recap, covering Colin from Accounts and helping them perfect their Australian accents. So if you are an American or a Canadian and you want some hints about how to speak Strine, listen to that podcast. Uh, and we're also bringing you a full spoiler recap of A Murder at the End of the World, something that has been a great addition to the end of the year television viewing. Over on Silent Podcasts, I've just covered Squid Game, the challenge, two episodes at a time. I hope you liked it as much as I did, and please go and listen to our coverage. And I did a mid-season check-in on Big Brother Australia, House of Love with Annabelle Fiddler. We dragged those whores to filth. And we're also currently bringing you the continuation of the Harry and Teddy Chronicles with season overviews of Love Island Australia and Too Hot to Handle. Mmm. Great Brother Australia who gave me an appreciation for those shows, a surprising appreciation. (laughs) Don't watch Big Brother Australia, everybody. Just don't. But listen to our coverage. So thank you all for following along with us on this uh, wonderful storyline, the ins, the outs, the ups and downs, the carriages, the tiaras, the kissing, mild nudity, uh, nothing too shocking. <laughs> yeah, and nowhere, nowhere near Bridgerton. Oh, no. No, 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 no. No thrusting, no bottoms. Yeah. But remember, say what you are feeling, but have a cup of tea as well. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. With the Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchases, prohibited by law, 18 plus, terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing. The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.